0: You're listening to 20,000 Hertz, the stories behind the world's most recognizable and interesting sounds. I'm Dallas Taylor. This is the story of news music. You don't have to watch news all the time to know how news sounds. And I can tell you, just from doing that cheesy newscaster voice a second ago, getting it right is not easy. The sound of news has been established and refined over more than half a century. It goes all the way back to TV's first anchorman, Douglas Edwards.
1: CBS News presents Douglas Edwards with up-to-the-minute developments from all parts of the world. Mr. Edwards.
2: Good evening, everybody.
0: It became a household staple with Walter Cronkite.
2: This is Walter Cronkite. Reporting from Madrid, from the Great Wall of China. From Paris, from Moscow.
0: And ultimately, it got to be so recognizable, it was just ripe for parody.
3: I'm Ron Burgundy, and this is what's happening in your world tonight. A La Jolla man clings to life. But
0: the sound of news goes way beyond the voices of the anchors. Recently, Flora Lichtman, from the fantastic podcast Every Little Thing, did a report about a man she met who is obsessed with news music. And if you like 20,000 Hertz, I think you'll like every little thing. It's about the small stuff that makes a big difference. Flora takes it from here.
3: Hey, so I want you to meet somebody. His name is Victor Vlam.
1: Hey, Flora, it's Victor.
3: So Victor's a Dutch journalist covering U.S. politics. But he also has this side hobby, you know, that he's just straightforwardly super proud of.
1: I first did it anonymously because I was sort of ashamed for it. But after a while, I said to myself, why in heaven's name, should I be ashamed of this?
3: That interest that Victor should absolutely not be ashamed of is television news music, like the themes that TV news stations play.
1: I've been recording uh, television music from from when I was like four or five years old. I remember my parents giving me a recording device, one of those red recording machines just, you know, made for kids. And I think most people record it probably themselves singing or whatever. Uh, But I actually used it to record uh, television theme songs at the time.
3: What did your parents think? (laughs) Uh,
1: I I think they uh, probably thought it was incredibly weird, uh, but they certainly did not say so. They were actually very supportive.
3: Okay, so that childhood interest turned into a blog that he has run for the last 15 years. It tracks the latest fashions in news music, drawing from this library that he has been collecting since age four. And I literally have
1: like 50,000 hours of news music uh, on a hard drive stored in my house.
3: 50,000 hours.
1: Yes, yes. uh, Yeah, it's, it's, it's an incredible amount. And, you know, I just put a lot of that stuff on my iPhone, for example. And when I go out for a run, I listen to some news theme music.
3: Okay. I want, I need to know more about this. Do you, do you have a running playlist?
1: I do actually, yeah.
3: Do you have it? Like, do you have your phone? Can you just, can you go to it and read me some of the songs? No,
1: sure. Uh, When I ran a marathon a couple of years ago, uh, I just actually thought of a good playlist. I'm actually searching for it now. Yeah, it actually starts with the World News Tonight theme from 2012, which is by Hans Zimmer. And I thought it was a very dramatic theme.
3: Your first, the first song on your playlist Uh for your marathon run was the 2012 World News Tonight theme song.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
3: Okay, well, what came next?
1: Um, the some local news themes came next. And then uh, at the point at which I plan to be at around a quarter of the way through, I have the mission, which is the NBC News theme. So I have actually a couple of NBC News themes uh, up there from Nightly News, from Meet the Press. And let's see, there's some CBS stuff as well, some locals. Wait. And, oh, there's a yes? Uh-huh.
3: Victor, this is amazing. <laughs> this is really surprising. You are the only person I th- I would venture in yes. the world <laughs> to run a marathon to news music.
1: Yes. I would bet that that's probably true, yes.
3: <laughs> All right. So here's the thing, Victor. Your love for news music makes me think I am really not getting it. Like, there's something to news music that I am not seeing.
1: You know, I think it's sort of interesting. I'm not not exactly—sometimes people ask me, like, what, what do you think is interesting about that? And to be honest with you, I have no idea what I think is interesting about it.
3: Okay, Victor may not know what makes it interesting to him, but he does know how it makes him feel.
1: I think because the events of the news are, you know, so incredibly important and they shape our lives. For example, the Berlin Wall coming down, that was a very uh, vivid memory I have from my childhood. And I think some of the news music from that time that I listen to today, it, it, it sort of brings you back to a safe, comfortable childhood when things were feeling uh, much more innocent than they are today. Or that, that, that's sort of the feeling that I think it gives you.
3: I mean... That's kind of amazing, because think about what news music has to overcome to create any positive feelings at all right now.
4: North Korea has produced a
0: miniaturized nuclear warhead that can fit inside. Hundreds of thousands of
1: Muslim Rohingya have been forced from their homes the in Myanmar. Adults
2: finds us more divided than ever. Let's talk about the deaths. From the,
1: flames in Santa Rosa. the
2: deadliest mass shooting in U.S. history has happened at an outdoor country music festival on the Las Vegas Strip. But
3: despite so much, so much bad news, news music is giving Victor a feeling of safety, and on top of that, it like propelled him through 26 grueling miles. How is it doing that?
4: I can help you answer that question.
3: I've got producer Gofen Putumbwele with me. Gofen is a music nerd and um, introduced me to Victor.
4: Yeah, so to figure out the answer to this question, I called up a bunch of composers from all over the world, because news music is a global genre, and let me introduce you to them. Uh, we have Erad Eshel. I live in Tel Aviv, Israel. And Adarsh Totetodi. I'm a music producer with New Delhi Television in India. We've got David Lowe. I put the news theme together for the BBC. And Matt Kaczynski, who composed Good Morning America's theme. Hi, how are you doing? Here are three things the composers try to do with their news themes. So first, news themes often start with a bang.
1: With all my news themes, uh, I try to grab onto the viewer right out of the gate. Really pull them in from passive listening to active listening through some sort of quick, intense build, marking the show open and ID.
4: And you can hear it in Irad's theme for News 10 in Israel as well. <laughs> So that's a way of grabbing people, right? The second thing the composers pointed out is this steady beat. If you see any news music, the rhythm, the groove section is very constant. One beat you'll hear a lot is called Four on the Floor. That is like two, two, two. So four on the floor isn't a ton of music, but in news music, it gives you this feeling of reliability and stability. It never stops. It's like a grid that you can't run away from. Okay, this is the last thing, and this is actually pretty subtle, but composers also want to convey that even if the news is tense and urgent, things are also under control. So listen for how David uses the chords to do this in the BBC theme. David's moving from a minor chord to a major chord, which feels a lot more
3: settled. What it sort of says is, the news is coming in, it's all a bit uncertain, it's all a bit unstable, it's all making us a bit worried. But then we're processing
1: it and bringing it to you in a very safe, authoritative
3: way. Okay, so... Let me see if I got this. News music kickstarts you with a big build. It has a driving beat that creates this feeling of steadiness, and it makes you feel like even in tense, hard moments, things will be fine. Yep. Got it. Thanks, gofin So... It makes total sense that Victor would be propelled by news music and get a feeling of safety from it because it's designed to do exactly those things. But here's the deal. Victor appreciates news music on this higher level, too.
1: It's one of the most difficult pieces of music to create.
3: Just think about this for a second. So news themes have to work with every headline, from cat video memes to disasters.
1: The news is literally different every single night. And it's played multiple times a day for sometimes many, many years. It needs to hold up very well.
3: Do you think it's the most heard music in the world?
1: I would actually not be surprised if that were the case.
3: The most heard music in the world that we also may think about the least.
0: After the break... Flora explores how news music can be used in ways that are not exactly wholesome.
5: You can't see it, you can't touch it, and yet it's there working. And it's working with the images to convince us of something.
2: Those images and sounds would sell not only the war coverage that you were watching, but also in a particularly insidious way, sell the war
0: and find out which super famous composer is responsible for one of the most iconic pieces of news music. Stick around. Why should you learn another language with Babbel? Well, there are a ton of reasons, but let's see how many I can fit into 60 seconds. First, Babbel works fast. You can start having conversations in another language in as little as three weeks. Next, it makes overseas vacations more fun and less stressful. I used it all the time on my last trip to Italy. If you work with foreign collaborators, Babbel can help you deepen those relationships. It's a fun thing to do when you need a break, and it's way better than doom scrolling. Babbel teaches you about other cultures. Speaking for myself, learning something new just makes me feel good. It's very affordable. And finally, signing up for Babbel helps support 20,000 Hertz. Okay, make that eight reasons, or otto ragioni, as they'd say in Italian. To get started on a new language today, here's a special, limited-time deal for 20,000 Hertz listeners. Get 55% off your Babbel subscription right now at babbel.com slash 20k. This offer is only available for our listeners. That's b-a-b-b-e-l dot com slash two zero k for 55% off. Babbel.com slash 20k. Rules and restrictions may apply. NetSuite has simple solutions for complicated business problems. For example, let's say you open a bakery. Before long, your hotcakes are selling like, well, hotcakes. But you keep running out of ingredients. No problem, because not only can NetSuite automate your purchasing so you're never out of stock, but it can also check that your staff have the right training to make those hotcakes to perfection. NetSuite can even handle online orders so your hotcakes can really take off. Having one system handling all of this saves both time and money. And if there's two things we all want more of, it's time and money. Okay, so three things if you include hotcakes. That's probably why more than 37,000 businesses have already signed up for NetSuite by Oracle. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com 20k now to take advantage of this offer. That's netsuite.com 20k. NetSuite.com slash 20K. News music has not only defined the way we think about the news, but the way we think about world events. And the way we think about these things has rarely been more important than it is now. Here's Flora.
3: I think it's safe to say that it's a weird time for news.
1: In the media in general, it is, it's is—it's focused on conflict. People uh, have been making a living off of creating fake news. You are fake news. We're so overloaded from information.
3: Who
2: gets to shout the loudest becomes a standard for news practice.
3: Fake news. Fake, fake news. Information overload. The false urgency of the 24-hour news cycle. There are a lot of threads to scrutinize about the media right now. And I know news music isn't usually, like, at the top of that heap of concerns. But the story of how news music came to be tells us a lot about how the TV news industry as a whole developed.
5: Before the advent of television, people got their news in moving images through newsreels.
3: Musicologist James DeVille is going to give us some high points of this history, starting with a time when people would get their news in movie theaters.
5: Originally, during the era of silent film, they would have live music accompanying the newsreel that was shown in the theater.
3: So early news music was very classy. And by the way, just as a fun aside, there were actually newsreel theaters that looped the news constantly. You would just like go into a movie theater and watch the news. Okay, anyway, moving forward.
5: Television becomes a technology in the late 40s.
3: And with TV comes TV news.
5: Then comes Walter Cronkite and CBS. And in September 1963, they move to a half-hour format.
3: And this is like a big moment. This is the birth of the evening news format as we know it. And around this time, you also start to hear the first TV news themes. So CBS Evening News has a theme... But they don't go with music.
5: It was the teletype. From
1: CBS News headquarters
5: in New York, this is the CBS Evening News with Walter Cronkite. And it was no nonsense. There was no sense of entertainment. ...all in Washington. Fred P. Graham in Atlanta. Peter Kalischer
3: NBC's evening news show at the time, the Huntley-Brinkley Report.
5: Here is the news, reported by Chet Huntley and David Brinkley.
3: It has a theme, too, for the credits. And they go with Beethoven.
5: The Ninth Symphony, which I think gives them a sense of authority. And so you begin to get then branding of the news product in the late 60s.
3: Are they trying to compete with Cronkite in some way? I mean, or does, does anyone talk about this explicitly as we need a sonic brand?
5: There is some documentation about that. I mean, let's face it, these networks are in competition with each other for audience as they are even today.
3: Okay, so throughout the 70s, networks continue to experiment with news music. And then in the 1980s, NBC takes it to the next level.
5: You find NBC commissioning John Williams to write music for its newscast.
3: Yes, the famous film composer, John Williams, the person who did Star Wars and Jaws and E.T., big Spielberg collaborator. And Victor says this is like a masterpiece of news music.
1: It was recorded by a hundred-piece orchestra. It has been used for 30 years. I truly think it's one of the best pieces of news music.
3: This is an inflection point. Now, the news has a soundtrack.
5: We're going into a high-concept notion of the news like Hollywood, like a Hollywood film. I guess I would call it the rise of the infotainment industry.
3: And this John Williams theme, it's just the beginning.
5: But really, the thing that catapulted the idea of the news as entertainment I hate to say it, but was the Persian Gulf War in 1990, 91, and the rise of CNN as the network.
3: So CNN is born in 1980, but James says that the network really comes into its own with its Persian Gulf War coverage.
5: As the world watches CNN's coverage of the Gulf War, remember, CNN is the source for
3: all. And music is a part of that. With this war, we have CNN using special music, not just for its shows or network, but to help brand this big story of the day,
5: Iraq says yes to Soviet peace proposals and will withdraw from Kuwait. They simply showed the you a tank and had a, a kettle drum roll, and it was like the Beethoven Fifth: bum 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 bum. CNN. It's kind of the soundtrack of that war. I mean, that was just one detail, and the other networks found themselves with their news packages down.
2: Forget that television news is still television. And, you know, their ratings go up substantially during moments of crisis and certainly um, international conflict when the U.S. is involved.
3: This is Deborah Harmio. She wrote a book about the cable news coverage of the war in Iraq. And basically, her argument is that by 2003, cable news networks adopt lots of high concept filmmaking techniques from music to packaging to graphics we are now a long way from those Cronkite teletype days.
2: Fox News commissioned a number of pieces of music that would accompany its various title sequences. The composer for that actually referred to it as a Metallica rehearsing Wagner. What? Um, so that gives you a sense of the aggressiveness of the original package. And Fox News wound up kind of toning it down so that it wasn't so rock and roll, but it was still pretty aggressive in terms of its excitement.
3: Other networks had special war themes, too. Here's CBS's theme. Here's MSNBC and NBC's early war theme.
2: Here's CNN's theme. Certain sounds are being used for particular reasons. You hear a a, a rapid snare drum. It communicates militarism, right? It's a march. It's a shortcut to communicating really complicated ideas. Nationalism, nationalism is so loaded. If you have that musical shortcut, it can be communicated sonically. This was all part of their kind of larger war branding strategy.
3: I mean, even just the idea that there's a war branding strategy makes me uncomfortable.
2: As it should. Those images and sounds would sell not only the war coverage that you were watching, but also in a particularly insidious way, sell the war. The composers we spoke with didn't talk about their craft in this way.
3: For them, the challenge of the theme is more about creating this clear sonic brand for the network. And today, networks are using more music than ever— There are special cues for opening credits, closing credits, getting in and out of commercials, special reports, election coverage. And all that music inevitably is shaping the way that we interpret the information we're getting.
5: Music is the ultimate hidden persuader.
3: Like right now, we're trying to convince you that this is kind of ominous.
5: You can't see it. You can't touch it. And yet, it's there working. And it's working with the images to convince us of something.
2: Unfortunately, on any given day, we have a disaster happening. So this is an important moment for comparative analysis of cable channels and how they're responding to disasters using music.
3: It hadn't occurred to me that we could have news without news music. It just felt like this inevitability until we started learning about it. So what does it mean that we do it this way? Hmm,
5: that's a very good question. Um, I think it means that we've become, to a certain extent, divorced from reality. If we were to see the bodies in Las Vegas or whatever, it would overwhelm us without some kind of well, padding, it kind of mediates reality.
3: Hmm. It takes us out
2: of the reality of the moment. It makes it seem like we're watching a film.
5: Very true.
2: We're taught in this country not to think about television. We're taught, in fact, that television is where you go to turn off your brain. And, you know, some people say, well, they you know, just turn off the TV. No, don't just turn off the TV. Actively study the TV
3: so there are a lot of things to study about the tv and news in general right now and in this context news music might seem like this little thing but as you know little things can tell you about big things you know what I mean? What's your closer? What was your closer tunes for, you know, like mile, whatever, 20, 25?
1: I actually had that planned out very well. It's actually a Wrecking Ball, Miley Cyrus.
3: <laughs> Good choice.
1: <laughs> it is, actually. It's really a great song, just to close
3: You can find Victor's amazingly comprehensive blog at networknewsmusic.com.
0: 20,000 Hertz is produced out of the studios of DeFacto Sound, a sound design team dedicated to making television, film, and games sound incredible. Find out more at defactosound.com.
1: Every little thing was made by Flora Lichtman, Catherine Wells, Goffin Putubwele, Christine Driscoll, and Devon Taylor. With help from Nicole Pasuka, Annette Heist, and Doug Barron, Dara Hirsch scored and mixed this episode.
0: You can hear more episodes of Every Little Thing by visiting their website, elt.show. You can also subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And hear more of our show at our website, 20k.org. There, you can stream archives, send us suggestions, reach out about advertising, and do all sorts of other website-related things. Also, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter using our handle 20KOrg, or by searching for 20,000 Hertz, which is all spelled out. If you want to share the show with your friends, I will think very positive thoughts about you. Thanks for listening.